Welcome to the Kingsman Podcast, brought to you by ACF Forge Men's Ministry. In this podcast, we dig into the Bible using SOAP notes. Now, SOAP stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. A great way to get a little more out of your daily study. So let's dive in and see what God's got for us. Really? Whose phone's on? That's uh, Johnny's. Johnny's phone. Jeez, Johnny. Jesus is watching you, Dan. <laughs> Forgive me for lying. Uh, that was my phone. <laughs> well, today around the table, we got uh, myself, Brandon. We have my man, Don, Donnie? Donnie. Donnie yeah, what the Donnie crap? Walbert. That was Johnny and Dan mixed together, and Donnie came out. Yeah. Don't call me Donnie. <laughs> Daniel, Dan, those both work. I have been called worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan and Johnny are on the table with us tonight, and that's as far as I'm going to go with that. Good Lord. <laughs> so we are in, where are we at tonight? Matthew, right? We are in Matthew. So Matthew 19.6 is, So they are no longer two flesh but one. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. And go. Right. <laughs> I'm waiting on Dan. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll I'll, so, just, I'll jump first. My first question. I'm just gonna, I'm going to ask this one. Throw this out there. Yeah. Is he touched talking about birds and the bees? Is he? Is this just the sex passage? Oh, I. So I would say no. I don't. Okay. I don't think that. But I see where you could go that way. Okay. Um. Certain type of unity i think it's more about how do we treat each other okay um that we are one that it's a a unification right that's what marriage is you do everything all things together i'm gonna push back here okay because there's been some times in my marriage that i will and i'm sure my wife will agree that we have not been very unified true those are trials so how does that pan into it that's um that goes into james chapter (laughs) two (laughs) counted all his joy um well i mean yeah you caught me off guard there but i think it is when it's not all well it's to get us to think um you're no longer two, but one flesh. Mm. So when we're going through those trials and things aren't rosy, it gets us to think, if we are truly one, how does that impact how we treat each other? Mm. Do, do, do we good. think about that, that we're one? Yeah. How are we going to treat each other? That's good. I mean, it, it's, it's a question to yeah. ask ourselves, yeah. you know, in that moment. Yeah. Anyway, continue with what you're, what you're going off that whole soap thing. What's your application there? Well, that that really or was observation. It. And, observation. Well, so that was, um, you know, is how does the we become one flesh? How does that impact how we treat each other? Mm-hmm. You know, do I put me first? Do I put my wife Rachel first? Mm-hmm. Um, do I put her first? Do I seek to understand her first? You know, do how how do I behave? Trying to wrap my head around that we are now one because we're married. Yeah, so that's where I was at on that uh, that first part of how the impact. The second part of it that I had where he says, "Let not man separate." 
I think that that is something for us to look at both for us and other men. It's, you know, man is not to take apart what God has joined. Hmm. So I think it's just, it's a very strong message for us to think about how we view the institution of marriage, whether it's ours or somebody else's, hmm. whether you're a single man or a married man, you know, we're, Where's your value system around marriage and the fact that God told us, Jesus said, you are no longer two, but you are one. Hmm. How does that impact us? Yeah. That's a very countercultural idea these days because everybody is always so me-oriented, you know. I want to plan out my life. And so if I marry somebody and I decide I don't like them, I want to get a divorce. But I think this verse is important because it points us back that it's not humans or judges or legislatures or anything that sets the boundaries of marriage. It's God himself, you know, and he lays out, uh, you know, when that second verse there, you know, let no man separate what he's joined together. And so, you know, when, when they have that marriage ceremony, it's more than just a preacher saying words. I mean, there's a deep spiritual thing going on there. Mm. But I've got to be honest at the same time, because I struggle with this a little bit, you know. And this is one of the first uh, verses since I've been doing this uh, soap procedure that I've actually had a question in my observation, you know. And it's like, we live in a fallen world. And I have, through experience with family members, uh, close family members, it's had uh, tough marriages. And also, I used to work as a probation officer, and I could see in some other people's marriages where there are some abusive, abusive situations. And, um, and this is Johnny speaking, you know, but I just, I don't see God calling us to stay together in those situations. Mm. You know, I think in the past, the church has said, uh, use this as a, a coverall, you know, and it's like, for me personally, I struggle where that line is, you know, I think in the past, the church has been guilty of, of keeping people together in very abusive situations and kind of maybe misuse this verse. But at the same time, uh, in our modern society, I think people have gone the other way. So, and, and haven't really taken into account that God really does create marriages. And so for me personally, I struggle with that as far as, um, so what do you do? You tell a, a woman that's getting beat daily that she needs to stay married to the guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's those are some so, tough situations. Where I kind of landed on this, like I, I brought the question in the beginning, is this like the classic just first? Because mm-hmm. I think that oh, a lot of people will go there. Like the two flesh become one, obviously, means sex. Well, yes, but I think that this is more of an emotional, spiritual Thing. Like you were kind of talking about there, Johnny, like mm-hmm. let no man, like what God, there's something that happens when that ceremony is, is performed. Um, now I think I'm just walking through this here. think talking through this is that even without that, without that ceremony, we can essentially do the same thing. Even if sex is not in, in on the, on, in the picture. We can build that emotional side of a relationship with somebody Mm. and be attached to that person so much that tearing that apart, if you, you know, quote unquote, break that up, 
that that will devastate somebody and that will be a lasting thing. A wound. A wound. How many of you can say you remember your first girlfriend and your first breakup? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I raised my hand. Yep. That was teenager pain. Right. And that stays with you for the rest of your life. Scars. It scars. Uh, that right there to me shows that it's more than just this whole, well, you're married now. Yeah. Um, it's more than physical. It is spiritual. It's a spiritual, uh, there, if you talk to, it's funny, uh, we, we had pure desire ministries up here this summer. And one of the things they talked about was an emotional affair, uh, having an emotional affair with somebody where you are connecting with somebody as you would with your spouse on an emotional level that you should not be, that you should mm. only be doing with your spouse. I've actually had friends that have, have talked about this. They've been in that spot. It's like, I was everything but leaving my wife. Everything else was focused on this other person. And I was like, I was probably a couple of weeks from just leaving. And we weren't technically, I mean, we were technically married, but in every other regard, I was, it was, it was a roommate. So I think there is, there's more to this than that when you say the marriage, that marriage part of it, right? That, mm-hmm. and, um, so it last, last cast we talked about where we were in, uh, in Ephesians. And if you read a little farther down in there, uh, Paul says this, he, he actually quotes Jesus in this, um, He says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. So already there's that spiritual bond that he's talking about, right? This is a crazy mystery of how we can be bonded to somebody as God is bonding, has bonded to the church and committed to his bride, his church, right? Right. And then let each one of you love his wife as himself. Yeah, we all do stuff that is self-destructive, but most of us, especially men, we tend to look out for ourselves. Uh, we the, the natural tendency for men is to 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 look out for number one. Yeah. Right. And when we are in that relationship, in the marriage, and you're not treating your wife as you would treat yourself, granted, and I look, and I'm going to jump into my application here of, I can see how I treat my wife differently when I'm not spiritually healthy. When I'm not taking care of number one, I treat her bad and worse. Uh, I am not as loving. I'm short tempered. Um, I remember when I was working, I was working for a company that I didn't want to work for. I just was frustrated. I was unhappy with life because of that. I, I was not in the word. I wasn't praying. I wasn't reading scripture. I was just angry, Hmm. just frustrated all the time. And we were sitting down to the dinner table and my kid, I don't even remember what she was doing now. I honestly have no clue what she was doing, but she did something. And I said, 
please don't do that. And she, being what, eight years old, did it again because she's an eight-year-old. And I just looked over. I grabbed whatever she was doing. I think it was she was doing something with her spoon. So I probably grabbed her spoon. I said, I told you to knock it off. And I got raised my voice. I get mad. And I look over and my wife is giving me the look of, why would you do that? And my daughter immediately bursts into tears. And in that moment, I saw myself in them. Like, I'm not treating myself well. And I'm not treating them well. Hmm. And I was hurting the one flesh. I hurt right. my wife. Um, so there's one side of it. Yeah. So I think... Uh when I get into the application part of this, um, you look backwards in the text. This this is Jesus's words answering the Pharisees. They're testing him, yeah, yeah. so he he's answering their challenges, their questions, and and obviously they don't like it. So they say, "Well, Moses gave us the command that we could give a certificate of divorce that mm -hmm. men could." Yeah, and Jesus responds with, "Because of your hardness of heart." Moses allowed you to divorce mm. yeah, and it goes on. And I think so much of what Jesus talks and teaches, it's that hardness of the heart. Yeah. Right. And that's what he's trying to teach. And we pray for it. Mm -hmm. You know, Lord, soften our hearts so that we can love better, so that we can love mm. others. And I mean, he, Jesus is tying the hardness of our hearts to divorce. Mm. You know, he's tying that to that you shall become one flesh, hmm. right? In in two questions from the Pharisees, he ties those things together, and I think that's you know some one of the gifts of his teachings, right? It's our hard hearts, and when we soften them, we can love better. Hmm. You know, specifically in these passages, yeah. it's about our wife, but it applies to our neighbor, our coworkers. You know, it applies to everything Jesus taught us about love. Hmm. And loving others. That's good. On my application, it was kind of twofold. One, it was very personal to make sure that I'm advocating for my marriage with uh, Amy. Um, kind of get the plank out of my own eye, I guess. <laughs> but then also to advocate for strong marriages in our society. I think our culture today uh, kind of use marriage as kind of just a, uh, something that you can join into and break very easily. And so my application was to advocate for, for strong marriages, but also on the other hand, the thing I have in here and is just don't be judgmental. And I guess the reason I get behind that is, uh, we live in an imperfect world, you know, and for some reason I have really on my heart these, uh, and, and it can be guys or, or ladies, but for in particular, I don't know, just I have a thing on my heart for these ladies that are in these abusive marriages or some things like that. And, um, I don't know. And this one, I may be wrong, but I think on that one, you know, I think there may be a time when it, it in that abuse level that it does come time to end a marriage. And that does, I, I like how you put that, Brandon, is like, it creates a big wound there. It's not just something you can break easily. Yeah. And Jesus has a power to heal that just like he has the power to heal any kind of wound. But I think, and I would be fair to say that probably the majority of marriages end because people are, are, basically selfish and looking out for number one. And I think guys are particularly prone to that. And so for my application is 
don't be judgmental across the board, but also just to advocate for that strong marriage and remind people that that is something that's joined by God mm. and that it should never be broken lightly. Mm. All right. That's good. Um, I, I think let's, I want to touch on, cause you, you've talked about that twice now. If there's that, uh, when is it time? You know, don't stay in an abusive relationship. Those kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this, it's a tough this, one. this is tricky. Yeah. Um, cause I don't want to do what God tells us not to, but at the same time, I've seen enough situations to where, you know, there's some, just some unhealthy situations out here. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? And I think that in the, the thought of that you, you put super glue on your skin and you mm-hmm. pull it away, it's going to rip. Oh yeah. It's going to hurt. Right. You pull a marriage apart, no matter how abusive it is, there will be, like you said, there will be a wound. Yes, God, can, hurt. God yeah. can heal all wounds. When a wound heals, there's a scar. Like that's, that's how marriage has been set up. And I think that our country and our society has gone into this thought of marriages. Well, if it doesn't work out, I can just get out of it. No big deal. You know, wipe your hands and you're done. But in reality, what we're doing, even if it's, you know, a okay marriage, not abusive that you divorce in. And let's just say there, there's no kids. There was, you know, you know, they ended on okay terms. You still are tearing open. You have scars. You have a scar that's mm-hmm. there. So if you're in an abusive relationship, that is not okay. God does not say stand mm-hmm. there and take that. That is not something he wants for you. So get yourself to someplace, get safe, get out of that. That is an okay thing. Now, I will say that God can heal any relationship if there is repentance from both sides, mm-hmm. right? Right. That's, and, some, that's some wisdom. Yeah. So if you're in a relationship where, you know, you're, you're especially like you're, you're, you've seen a lot of women in this position. So, mm-hmm. you know, for you and you're, you're seeing that and you're concerned about that side of it. If you're a woman out there and you're in an abusive relationship and that, your husband or your boyfriend or whatever is not in that spot where he is humbling himself before God. Get out. That may happen one day. Mm-hmm. You can pray for that. Right. I, seek counseling. Seek counseling. Get yourself safe. Don't be in a. Don't mm-hmm. put yourself in a place where you're going to be hurt. Well, we've drifted into talking about divorce, yeah. but I think. We need to be a little careful, right? There's not a good answer, right? You don't ever want to see a woman get hurt, right? That's Mm -hmm. kind of, that's black and white. But, you know, Paul tells us in Timothy, Hebrews, James talks about it, you know, all trials are to strengthen your faith. Yeah. Right. I think the problem today is, oh, a little bit of trials, poop, I'm gone. Yes. And that's, not healthy for your own soul, for mm-hmm. your own salvation, your own walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's a lot of challenges out there and they strengthen our faith, which is what we're here for, right? Is the pursuit of loving Christ. So I don't know if you guys want to jump off a divorce I, and back into. No, I, I'm, I'll agree. I just marriage. wanted to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that, you know, Johnny hit on it twice that there's, right. there's the difference between. And that's where I think there, 
that line gets blurred and, and the church can be a little weird on it of like, well, you, you know, God says, no, if you're getting beat every night, go call the cops. But right. if you're just in a relationship that you're not happy with, or I, I've seen relationships where the husband cheated on his wife and that relationship was healed. God did amazing work in these relationships. Right. Right. So, and they're incredible, strong relationships now. So, but like you said, like the thought is, is well, it's not working. I'm, I'm jumping out. Right. And I think that'd probably be fair to say the majority of divorces in our society today, it's usually due to just for those reasons. It's just a little bit of trial comes along or the people are too yeah, it's quitting. selfish yeah. and they quit. Yeah. And yeah. I think that would be a fair thing to say about our culture today. Right. Can you imagine if Jesus said, no, I'm, I'm not going to do the, the hard thing. Right. This is getting tough. I'm quitting. Yeah. yeah. Right. After spending three years with you guys, I just, I'm done with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see this working out. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, what's your applications, guys? I hit on mine. The hard, hardness of the heart, you know, which led me right into, you know, the prayer part, too, of, you know, just to continually ask for a soft heart. Mm. You know, it's certainly a transformation, accepting Christ as your Savior, but then it becomes a lifelong journey of trying harder and, and praying for continual softness. and Yeah, the sanctification. Right. I think for me, uh, I... I did talk about it, you know, that looking at my wife through where I'm at spiritually, like making sure that I'm keeping a pulse on myself. Because I think for me, it's really easy to get off in the weeds, get busy, get whatever. And um, making sure I'm spiritually healthy so I can, because when I'm good, I'm going to love her better. And because we're one when that relationship is good. Right. Things are, things are better. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, so my personal application with Amy anyway, is like, I think sometimes in marriages you can kind of see your spouse as an adversary at times mm -hmm. uh, over certain issues. And so this is a really good verse to remember that uh, we're basically one flesh. We're not adversaries. We're working as a team should be, and especially with uh, with me, I just have to remember to suppress that selfish attitude when it arises, and just think that hey, it's not all about Johnny. It's uh, we're we're one flesh. We should be pulling for each other. Right. That's what I. That's what I was implying. You know, yeah. how does this scripture impact how we treat each other? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let me pray for us here, and we'll get out and. Uh, get to it father god i uh we come before you as as uh as your church god as as your you call us your bride father and god i pray that as men we can remember that and lead after that god that with our wives that we can god we can see them as not just a companion not just as that person we live with God, but as one with us. God, I pray that we can be 
um, continuously growing to you so that we can grow with our wives. God, we love you. We thank you in your name. Amen. 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 Well, guys, uh, thanks for all that. That was really good. Um, and as always, as we're into February, uh, we have the bro treat coming up. Um, just keep, I'm going to keep hammering on that because that is a time where you can, you can fellowship with other men and just some amazing growth happens there. God is just as amazing things at that retreat. Uh, it is the bro treat as ACF likes to call it, or if you're from church on the rock, the men's conference. So, uh, that is uh, February 25th through 27th. Uh, if you're looking for that, go to either our Facebook page, which is Forge Men's Ministry on Facebook, or go to acfak.org slash brotreat. And finally, whatever platform you listen to this on, whether it's Google or iTunes or whatever, like the podcast, share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. But again, share this podcast with somebody. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody out there that needs to hear this. So, all right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, fellas. Bye.